the most incorrect Jesus thing anyone has ever told you. Oh, gosh. I mean, how long do we right? have? Right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, there we go. That's along the lines of what Cody said his message so was going to be. <laughs> I didn't say it was my message. <laughs> no, no, no. But it's like, did someone just get up and talk incorrect Jesus things? And like, yeah. you never talk. I mean, it's in the. I think I told you one time a kid told me that God made him better because he didn't have to wear glasses. And I did. Oh. That's so bad. <laughs> right? And, I was, and this was That's like so when mean. I was like That's just like... starting to hang out with Christians. I wasn't even a Christian yet. I was just oh, hanging man. out with Christians. So like, <laughs> he was like, God made me better because uh, I don't need glasses. And I was like, what? Oh, was he? A, but he was a Christian. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gosh, why do people do that? Why do you ruin stuff for us? Right? Why do you got to be like that? You're just the worst. Like, that's not Jesus at all. That's not Christianity at all. That's the dumbest thing. And I'm just going in on this guy, not only because it's my wife, but have, you jerk. Have we started? Is this the podcast? I think so. That's just so ignorant and so uneducated and it so is. insensitive. It's just all the words that are negative. That's what yeah. it is. Like, I'm better than you because I don't wear glasses. What? Yeah. Who says that? Like, yeah. Who, where is that in the Bible? Who said, who, ta- who taught you that? <laughs> Uh, oh my gosh, I want to. I really want to know. Like, who taught you? Was that parents? Was that a minister? I like how you're, you're like expecting this guy to be watching I know, this. If you're, wa- I, I yeah. know. If you're, you're answering, I know. listen, <laughs> troll. Okay, I meant like. If you literally. can't tell, Robert's pretty <laughs> defensive of his wife right now. Well, it's not only that. I'm defensive of the gospel because yeah. you have right. people running around saying really, really ridiculous things, stuff. and it's like the gospel. Jesus said we would already be persecuted for his namesake. Mm. We don't need people doing stupid stuff in his namesake to make it worse. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like we get persecuted because we follow the life, the the truth, the way, and the life. You know, that we get that persecution comes because we've made a decision that Jesus is the way and there's no other way. And people think that that's narrow minded. And I agree, it is narrow minded, but that's what the Bible teaches. It's so a that's, narrow way. <laughs> that's the mentality. It's a narrow way. So we're going to be persecuted for that. We don't need to add to the persecution by being idiots. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. And so I just, I, I don't know. Anyways. I mean, I remember like when he said that and I just like kind of chuckled because it's so dumb yeah. that I thought he was just kidding, yeah. but he was so serious. And There's like, no way he was serious. He was. I mean, because at he first, was a kid, so I feel like he was probably pretty we were, serious. We were like 18. <laughs> oh, never mind. I thought no, you were no, saying like no. he was like That's nine. So no, like, oh we, God. We, I mean, I just no, assumed. No, no. <laughs> we it's so stupid. It I assumed is. he was nine. We, we graduated <laughs> high school. Wow. Okay. So, Yeah. Maybe, Gosh. maybe he was joking. He was not joking. Because I feel I like that's something thing. that I, I, was, I mean, as a joke, right, I would say that. Like, yeah. Like, God but, must love me more. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, but like, right. it's clearly a joke. Like, right. right. Oh, no. Oh, there was no wow. joking tone. It was. Dang. <laughs> Stuff like, like okay. that really makes me lose hope in humanity. I like, really I hope he like, had a change really of heart somewhere down the line. Right. Right. I really hope he did too, honestly. And that's what the Bible tells us to do. We should pray for that guy. Yeah. But right now I'm just mad at him. <laughs> uh, we'll pray for him in about you know two or three weeks. Yeah, when, when I get, get over, over it. it. Yeah, after I've had time to process. And so, so just you know, I know it's not our topic for today, but just don't do stupid things in don't the name of things. Jesus. Don't just don't do it. We we're trying to win the loss. We're not trying to prove their point mm. <laughs> we're trying to we're trying to show them that jesus is real yeah. he's loving he's caring he's good and you don't have to be a knucklehead to follow him you yeah. can actually be pretty dope and pretty normal and, and, and enjoy a good life and you don't have to be this weird i mean when i say weird i mean i'm weird we're all weird yeah we're all weird so level. and i tell people embrace the weird you know what i mean so i'm not be talking about weird. weird i'm just talking about just things that are so out of left field, like I'm better than you because I don't wear glasses. Like that's not even weird. That's eyesight. just dumb. Yeah. <laughs> weird, dumb. 
So, so does that mean as he gets older and his eyesight deteriorates because we're living in a fallen God world and his body, him. right? Is that right? <laughs> yeah, yeah right? I would Maybe. like to ask him that. Uh, does that mean his love has run uh, out, run out, or diminished in some way towards you because your eyes, you're 60 now and you need glasses to help you read? I don't know. I mean, he's probably under the same camp of that. Like God gives you cancer to teach you a lesson. Uh, so. uh, you know, yeah. probably. You know, was, I think honestly. if that is his mentality about it, then right. that's probably where he lies as well. I mean, I don't mean to like make an assumption about you but since you made an assumption about god <laughs> like I have you guys right. don't know who he is <laughs> oh, yeah right right so it's fine oh, and it's man. you know if anybody's listening to the podcast and that sounded really judgy because all three of us were like ah <laughs> oh, those people <laughs> we just we we have spent i spent the last 30 years reading the bible and studying the bible growing in my relationship with god and everything i see from the word of god talks about how good he is mm-hmm. right. and talks about how much he loves people and how much he cares for people so yeah. i can't from the Bible, and not only from the Bible, just from a logical perspective, I cannot gather the thought process of how something as evil and awful and gross and life-destroying as cancer would ever come from God. Well, right. see, I feel like if that were something that God would do, you would have seen Jesus do it. You know, in the Bible, he would have right. he would have like found someone that didn't have leprosy and be like, "You now have leprosy. Mm, <laughs> right, yeah, go right. and be awesome and go my and name. be sick. <laughs> go and be sick and show everyone how great." I am forgiving you leprosy and then I'm going to heal you from it later or whatever. Maybe I won't, you know, because yeah. right. I gave it to you. You know, yeah. like right. obviously Jesus came to prove that God was real. He would have done something like that and he didn't do that. Yeah. And not only that, if you look at it this way, the Bible says that, you know, the purpose he went to the cross was for our salvation. And so if, and, and to remove sin from our lives yeah. so we could have eternal, everlasting life, yeah. right? That was the main objective of the cross. Yeah. Well, the Bible also says that he became sick. Mm-hmm. Like right. sickness, if sickness and disease yeah. is good, why was it lumped in yeah. with the crucifixion? Why mm-hmm. was it lumped in as part of what he purchased right. to redeem us from? Yeah. If God wanted us to be sick, right. he would have never included it in redemption. Yeah. But clearly the scriptures say, you know, he became poor so we could become rich. Right. He became sick so we can be healed. Right. He became sin so we could be righteous. Yeah. I mean, it's part of it's our the whole package. Yeah, it's, it's the whole package. Right. Salvation was a huge part of it and a big deal of it. But also, he came to give us abundant life now. Mm. He didn't come to give you a sick life. Mm. Right. I'm going to give you salvation, but in the meantime, how'd you hold on to this cancer for me? You know, like he didn't. <laughs> yeah. that, that's just so. That seems like contradictory and what sickness and disease does its primary goal is to destroy a life yeah right whether it's covid whether it's cancer whether it's the flu it destroys a life mm-hmm. and jesus is not in destruction and destroying of life he is restoration like you said <laughs> come to give life and in abundance yeah. and so uh, it's weird where people get that theology from. I think sometimes they muddy the waters of Old Testament, New Testament right. God. They they forget <clears throat> that redemption and, and what we have now was purchased with the lifeblood of Jesus Christ. And so we are living in a different dispensation of time. Mm, right. Um, dispensation and everything cool we learn it, it is a cool <laughs> word right? it's my collegiate word of the day so now I can go back to <laughs> and and the <laughs> oh, okay. oh. <laughs> Boo's, Boo's taking a time out and so, see you um, later <laughs> oh man we should we'll learn from this next time we should bring Kleenexes with us oh yeah, yeah. and then we could have just metered our wash went <laughs> <laughs> so I mean I know that's not our topic today but well I think we can actually segue into because we're talking oh, about we? we're, how to deal with failure yeah I think one place to start is understanding that God is not in failure, mm. 
right? Just yeah. like he's not in sickness and disease, just like he's not in poverty and lack, just yeah. like he's not in confusion and turmoil. There's certain things that God is a part of and certain yeah. things he's not a part of. I think lots of times we buy into this mentality that God is involved with everything. Mm -hmm. And I know he is omnipresent sure. and he is the alpha and he is the omega. He is God. He yeah. is in a category by himself. Yeah. But at the same time, we live in a fallen world where we have human will that was right. given and granted to us on by God. And, and we have personal responsibility and right. accountability for our actions and our choices. And there's just some things that God is not in. Right. And I think, and it's by purpose and by choice because he wants it to be our life. You know, yeah. like he doesn't, he's not involved because he doesn't want to control you. Yeah. And I think that that's something that gets a little confusing sometimes because they're like, well, he knows all the answers. He knows all, like he knows your beginning, he knows your end. But at the same time, like he wants you to have the free thought, the free choice to live your life. So he is there to guide you and he's there to help you, but he's not going to force you to do anything. Yeah. He's not going to do things for you, but yeah. he will help you if yeah. you want him to help you. Now, we all know this to be true. He can teach us something Absolutely. in failure. Yes. He can show us something as to why we failed or why it didn't work. There's mm -hmm. always lessons to be learned, yeah. and he will always – and I even love this. If we're doing something because of a poor decision or it just wasn't right and we are failing, he can even restore yeah. it and recover it. I mean, he is a good God, yeah. but he is not the author of something that fails. Mm -hmm. uh, if something fails, it's always on our end or because of the attack of an enemy or yeah. something natural – um, something that, you know, is not God. Mm -hmm. God is not in failure. He doesn't know how to fail. He doesn't create failure. He's, it's not a, a verb or a term that he is comfortable with or used to. And a it's not a descriptive word yeah. of who God is. Yeah. I think uh, that's just a really good way to look at it is that even if you are in a moment of where you feel like you're in failure, you can kind of go to God and be like, how can I learn from this moment? What did I, what did I do wrong? Yeah, yeah. Or how did I not hear you correctly, help show me where you were trying to help me and yep. I wasn't listening or I didn't obey. And I think sometimes, you know, I think we talked about it last week about, you know, being led and like in your purpose and that kind of stuff, like kind of being led by the spirit. I think sometimes along the way, we might've pushed something down, yeah. you know, where, we, we, you know, where we were supposed to listen to God mm. in an instruction, whether it came to, you know, we can even go something as simple as like, I failed a test. You know, mm. I think you said it best once, like how you can't go in the morning of and be like, God, I have the mind of Christ. Like, <laughs> but if you never did the due diligence right. of right. studying right, the right, material right. beforehand, what's he going to bring to your remembrance? Right. Because it's not there to begin right. with, you know? And probably somewhere along the way, Jesus was probably like, hey, uh, you should probably study for that test that you got going on next week, you know? And But you were like, yeah, I'll just uh, push it down and pray for it I'll later. You know, and I I think we all have been at fault to that at times, yeah. where we've pushed it down just because either we were lazy or we were tired or we just didn't want to listen. I think in this God-human relationship, lots of times we remove the human side of it. Mm -hmm. We just, we have this expectation for the God side and for God to always hold up his end, but we yeah. always remove the human hand. And yeah. you know what I mean? It's like Philippians four, where he talks about my God shall supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory. And then like, if we don't have money, God's not the one spending your money. Mm. That is <laughs> so, true. So it's like, we we're like, God, you, you said you would supply all my needs. Where's all the money at? And we're down here just like V bucks, V bucks, V bucks. <laughs> right. <laughs> And I think we're always looking to the God yeah. side, you know, like that with the test. Yeah. You know, okay, God gave me the mind of Christ. You said you'd bring all things to my remembrance, but we removed the human side of it. Yeah. We didn't study to show ourselves mm -hmm. approved. Right. We didn't do due diligence on our end. We didn't, and like we have this ripcord of God where we're just yeah. constantly wanting him to bail us <laughs> out. And we're like, God, 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 yeah. you know, and God is like, you've got to do your part too. Right. 
And I think that's how failure manifests in our lives is lots of times we don't do our end of the agreement. Yeah. We don't do our end of the arrangement. We don't hold up our end in this relationship. And then when things go sideways, we look up and we're like, God, mm. where are you in this? Yeah. What's happening? Yeah. Why aren't you doing this? And God is like, bro, I did everything I needed to do to get you what you need. His name was Jesus. He died on the cross. Right. I feel like I'm coming in hot today. You know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe I need like a nap or something. You know, I'm super aggro and aggressive over here. But but it's just, I think uh, it frustrates me as being like a 20-year pastor mm -hmm. when people look up to heaven and they look at God and they put it on him when the fault is clearly on us. Yeah. Right. I, I think that's one thing that I've noticed even uh, just in my adventures of TikTok. <laughs> I know that seems like a little bit weird, but I've noticed people that are in this area of what they call ex-evangelicalism and oh also oh, right. deconstruction. And mm -hmm. so there's these people that... Wait, wait, wait. De deconstruction? Deconstructing, yes. like deconstructing their faith. And right. so in some ways, I, I, I can see there's unhealthy things like what we've talked about before where they're like realizing like, oh, maybe God doesn't actually give us cancer. You know, like, so they're, they're okay. deconstructing good things. And okay. then there's some people that are just deconstructing everything and they're right. just like, you know, going bonkers. You know, <laughs> and, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're just getting weird with it. But... I say all that to say that there's people out there that they're like, okay, maybe God is real, but he's not a personal God. He's not an intimate God. He mm -hmm. doesn't actually want to be involved in your life. And I think that that's where Christianity or some churches have failed because they haven't taught the realness. They haven't right. taught that God does want to be there for you. God right. is there for you. God, God wants to and is talking to you all the time. You just have to be willing to listen. And also, like it talks about all over the place, like seek him and you will find yeah. him. You know, like right, right. I think that... How do you deconstruct that? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, but I, I guess, you know, there's people that have just been burned or in like wrong teaching for so long that they just get frustrated and right. they just get broken, you yeah. know? Right. And so then they have to just... And some people say they, they deconstruct to just start from ground level, mm. you know, knock down okay. the cultural, yeah, yeah. Knock, and knock, build. Yeah, knock down the whole thing and just start from ground zero, okay. you know? Yeah. So it's just, there, there's a lot of people on different journeys right now, but it's just so interesting and heartbreaking and also somewhat encouraging <laughs> to watch all these. <laughs> I get stuck, man. I, and I'm just, my heart breaks for a lot of these people I'm, and I can't help but just keep watching. And so mm. that's yeah. just, yeah. Well, I think I think one thing to remember though is all three of us are here because we've allowed God to be a part of our life. Exactly. Right. And notice the verbiage that I use there. We allowed mm. it. You know, God's not forced any of us to be here right now. Right. Absolutely. This is our choice that we have made to follow him. Mm -hmm. You know, I've placed before you life and death. Now choose life. Mm -hmm. You know, you, Rachel's chosen, I've chosen, you've chosen, and we hope everyone that's listening to this chooses. He wants to be involved with our lives yeah. and he wants to keep us from failure, but that is a personal choice. Yeah. You know, um, even like something as simple as relationships, you know, right. you seek God about your friendships and about your intimate relationships and you ask him, I, you know, it's about allowing him to be a part mm -hmm. of your life. And when you allow God to be a part of your life, he will preserve you and keep you from failure. Yeah. Um, and I think one of the greatest ways we fail is we don't allow him to be a part of our lives. Mm. We don't run choices by him. Right. We don't do what Matthew 6 says. We don't seek him first. Yeah. We don't even seek him at all. Yeah. <laughs> Second, third, fourth. Yeah. You know, we don't seek him for answers. Right. Um, and we just willy-nilly make these choices and arbitrarily make these decisions. And right. then we hope for the best. Yeah. And that is a great ingredient for failure. Mm. For sure. Um, yeah. You know, and so... 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that that's something that uh, I've actually been ministering on the past two weeks about, you know, essentially like Matthew 11, you know, talking about casting your burdens on me, you know, because you're, you're carrying it all on yourself. It's mm. becoming burdensome and you're supposed to give mm. it to God. Mm-hmm. And then there's like an exchange that happens. It's like, you give me your cares and then I will give you what I care about or I will give you a purpose. Mm. You know, if you, if you let me handle your stuff, then you can handle my stuff. And yeah. so I think that that's something that is really hard for people to let go. Yeah. The control of their own stuff. Mm. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I think that that can happen in failures. They're trying to do it all in their own mm. strength. Right. You know, like, it's so hard for me to just separate the fact that like, oh, my relationship, I got to work on my relationship and I got to make sure that I'm doing all the right things. I got to make sure I clean the house. got to make sure I talk to her and I got to make sure I text her and let her, you know, if I put that all on my, I know those are things we should be doing. I'm not saying that we shouldn't, but if I just stress out about it all the time and it's like, you know, if I give it to God, he will teach me and yeah. show me how to do those things naturally and not be mm-hmm. consumed by those thoughts, you know? Yeah. And I think that that's hard for a lot of people to get but once they are able to let go of those things for themselves, that's when it talks about Philippians. It's like, cast it on me, and then you will experience peace. Yeah. You can't have peace if you don't give it to him first. Right. Right. So you can't have success if you don't let him have it first. Yeah, right. Yeah, and I think that uh, I think that we have an issue there sometimes. We trust ourselves more than we trust him. Yeah. 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 And if it's in my hands, mm-hmm. I can do it. Yeah. You know, and I think we, we forget he is the creator of the universe. Yeah. I mean, that's like a toddler mentality. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, I do it. Mm-hmm. I do it by myself. I do this. Oh, man. You know? Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Right? And you know yeah. that. Yeah, Roman's like, all about that I right do now. It. I do it. I do it by myself. Yeah. And yeah. we all probably sound yeah. like that to God. And it's God's like, okay, <laughs> the, once, yeah. once you stop, yeah. then I'll help you. I was say, <laughs> it's, it's like really funny because like right now, like Roman's like, all about that, you know, because he yeah. wants to do everything, right. which he is cool. You know, he's independent. Yeah, he's excited to try things. And right. so he'll like push his chair to the sink because he wants to wash his hands, but yet he's not long enough <laughs> to even reach it. <laughs> right. But he's just like, he's there and he's like trying to do it. And yeah. I'm like, all right, well, l- all right, I'll let you do it, but let me let me pull the sink, you know, yeah. toss yeah. it over to you right. so you can right. actually wash your hands. Right. You know, it's just, it's, it's cute, but I'm like, all right, buddy, you're gonna need my so, help here. It's frustrating. <laughs> yeah. So even that, which yeah. is amazing, there's some revelation in that. Mm-hmm. He wants to do it, but it's beyond his capability. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like his right. arms don't even like yeah. it, you physically cannot. <laughs> yeah. You right. cannot. You know. And I think well, we're there sometimes. We want to do things, but it's beyond our capability. Yeah. We need God because mm-hmm. right. there's nothing beyond His right. capability. Yeah. Right. And if we can rely, and like in that situation, He can wash His hands because you help Him. Yeah. Exactly. You know, when we let father help mm-hmm. us right then even if we're our arms are too short <laughs> he'll make a way yeah you know um and so i i think that that's a really good illustration we've got to let god help us right. with things right um i know when i was thinking about this and i was praying about it there was one thing that i wanted to bring up and the topic is what to do when you fail right yeah what to do or how do you deal with yeah. failure how do you deal with failure yeah. but either way i think that's applicable yeah. Uh, so how do you deal with failure? I wanted to say this. It just seemed like, it, I don't know, it was kind of kept coming up on the inside of me, coming up on the inside of me. And I think one of the things before you begin any endeavor, you have to make up your mind that I will not fail. Mm. Like when I became the youth pastor at Cornerstone World of Life Church, I did not come up with the mentality like, man, I hope I can do this. See what happens. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, I'm going to fail. Horrible. Mm. This is going to be like a crash and burn scenario. Yeah. Now there were questions, you know, I mean, I mean, we can't be confident hundred percent of the time, sure, all yeah. the time. You always There's are moments. like, Oh my gosh, Oh my gosh. But I never, ever once thought, dude, I'm going to fail at this. Mm. And I think if you go in believing 
yeah. that you're going to fail. It's kind of like a football team or a basketball team, right? They keep, they teach that mentality. Like yeah. you have to believe mm-hmm. that right. you're going to win this game. And if you don't believe that, don't even step on the field because yeah. you're not in the right headspace to win this game. And I think like before you start, before you go to take a test, mm. before you, whatever it is, you got to believe, you know what I mean? I'm going to, and that you've talked about that so much in, in, in the recent weeks about it starts with faith, mm-hmm. you know, but when it comes to failure, if you think you're going to fail, I mean, it's kind of like what Job said, my greatest fear has come upon me. I mean, yeah. you are pulling failure towards right. you. You're <laughs> meditating on that. And not only that, if that is your thought process at the first sign of struggle, you're just going to dip. Fail. <laughs> You know yeah. what I mean? Because you've already made up your mind. Yeah. I'm going to fail at this. So when the going gets tough, yeah. you are just like, oh, man, this isn't it. And yeah. so I think you have to have your head in the right headspace. You have to have the right mentality going in. You know, like I was thinking about you and I was like, you know, when you moved here from Indiana, I don't think it, did the thought even cross your mind? What if this doesn't work out? Yes, it did. <laughs> <laughs> well, how did you push through that? I mean, I was just like. What have well, I got to lose? <laughs> yeah, basically, I was like, "What do I got to lose?" I mean, yeah. if if it doesn't work out, I just move back home, you know. See, but that's not the fear of failure. Mm. That's, I was that's just, like that's like yes. going in with the right mentality. Right. Like, you know what? I'm confident enough in this that I'm going to uproot my life and right. move 800 right. miles yeah. to a right. different state that I know nothing about and I know none of the people. I mean, I don't. I don't think your headspace was focused on failure. No, definitely yeah. not. You don't I was do like, that. I'm gonna try. Yeah. Let's try our best. Yeah. Let's. Yeah. No regrets. Right. Yeah. You know, like let's just do it. Yeah. I'm laughing because of the Lego Movie. Yeah. <laughs> the, right. The the fear of failure is crippling. Mm. And like, if you would have been afraid of failure, you would have stayed in Indiana. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, the, the fear of it, the, the anxiety of it, the yeah. overwhelmingness, if that's even a word, yeah. <laughs> right. uh, it's crippling. Yeah. And that's why a lot of people never, I mean, you look at Peter walking on the water. There's, a, there's 11 other dudes in that boat, mm-hmm. but only one of them got out and walked on the water. Yeah. Right. Everybody else was sorely afraid. Right. And so they just kept their booty in the boat, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, but he was not afraid of failure. Yeah. Jesus said, come, he had a word from God and homeboy jumped out of the boat. And even though he, you know, began to sink, he still walked on water. Yeah. You know, and clearly failure was not his mentality until everything got overwhelming. Cause mm-hmm. if failure, failure was his mentality, we never got out of the boat. Yeah. You know? And so I think we just have to have, we, it starts being in the right headspace, and you can't be afraid of failure. If you're afraid of failure, you'll never do anything. Yeah. Right. I think, uh, you know, because Paul says to press towards the mark, yeah. you know, and I think that that's something to say of like, no matter what, just strive towards the end goal. Even right. if like, if there is error along the way or there's mishaps along the way, the mark is still the mark. Yeah. Right. So the failure hasn't happened yet. You know, right. there yeah. might've been, that's you know, true. some inconveniences or things right. that might've fallen short in your mind, or maybe it, it just doesn't look how you thought it was going to be, but mm. the mark has not moved. The mark yeah. has not changed. Um, I was thinking about, as you were talking, I know this is like kind of like a, a, a much lesser thing, but like even this morning I went on a run and I got about two miles in and it started raining on me and I was like, dang it. Mm. I have rain on me, but I didn't just stop running in that moment. Cause I still had to get home. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I realized like, well, man, it's raining on me. And now I don't want to run in the rain, but if I would have stopped running, then I would have just been sitting out in the rain, you know? So it's like, I, <laughs> the, goal, point. the goal was to still eventually get back to my house. And I really had no choice in that moment. Right. Yeah. This is not right. an ideal situation, but the mark is still the same. Yeah. <laughs> I have to get back home because that's my workout. I start here and I end here and that's I so cannot good. let right. the rain stop me that's from running so because right. then I would just be stuck in the middle of my neighborhood, mm, you know? That's so So good. I had to keep running. And it, yeah. 
I got wet, <laughs> but that was the worst of it. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, but you got to your end. Yeah, exactly. And that's so good, Cody. I mean, the end didn't change just mm-hmm. because you can't just because something unforeseen right. came up. Now, granted, I did know that there was a possibility of rain. So, yeah. I I knew going in that there was a chance that it could rain, but I did not let it stop me. <laughs> yeah, but I think that that's okay. Like, yeah. you know, someone who's about to start college, they know there's going to be yep. challenges. Mm-hmm. There's going to be hard tests. There's right. going to be hard classes. Right. You know that those exactly. challenges are out there. You yep. know that the storm is on the radar, mm-hmm. but you're not going to let that deter you yeah. from doing what you set out to do, yeah. right? I think it's about persevering in the midst of those challenges that really allow us to achieve our goal. Yeah. Challenges come to challenge you. Yeah. <laughs> it's, right. it's, it's, you know, it's in the word. It's, yeah. And so you, you have to, we, ha- we all have to do it. We have to decide, is this challenge going to beat me or am I going to beat this challenge? Mm-hmm. And I think if you just, you've got to be confident when God created all of us, he put inside of us exactly what we needed to overcome these challenges. Mm. And, um, you know, even in youth ministry, you've been doing it for a while. We've been doing it for a long while. There's been challenges along the way, but we knew this is what we were supposed to do. And we weren't going to back down from those challenges because the end goal, the finish line was still the same. Right. And so you have to push through it. So that's a really, really good analogy. Um, don't just sit out in the rain. Yeah. Push right. through. Right. Push through. Yeah. Keep going. Keep going. And so, uh, you know, just can't have a fear of failure. Yeah. Right. You know, and that can be challenging. Yeah. Because the challenges sometimes are big, you know. Yeah. Um, and fear is a real weapon yeah. and a right. real tool that the devil uses um, to attack our confidence, not only in who we are, but what God's told us to do. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm sure in that moment when it's pouring down, you're like, did I make the right decision this morning? (laughs) This was not a smart choice today. (laughs) And so we may question it and that's okay. Yeah. um, As long as we don't give up. Yeah. You know, uh, and we we continue to push through. We got to be like the Apostle Paul. I fought the good fight of faith. I finished my course. I ran my race, you know. And so it would be kind of like to me, you know, somebody doing a hundred meters, uh, hurdles or whatever. And like 50 meters in, they just stop. Right. Exactly. They're like, wow, these hurdles are hard. These and are high. I'm and done. Then, Bye guys. You know, Good like luck. how crazy would that be? Like they just stop in the middle of the race. It's like, you're not even at least going to finish. You right. Know? Like, I don't know. I think that's what's so interesting too. Like even when it comes to like a marathon, like people are not out there. Most people are not out there to be in first place. They're just out there to do the race right. and, mm. and finish. Right. You know? Right. And I think that that's something that is also very hard. And I think we might've already talked about this a little bit, but it feels relevant right now in this moment, but it's like comparing yourself to others. It's like when you see yourself not succeeding in the way that someone else is succeeding Mm. or succeeding, then you feel like a failure and we're not meant to do that. You know, if, if all three of us were to commit to running three miles right now, it's not about like who finishes the mile first. It's just like, did I finish three miles? It's going to be you. I'm I'm in in last. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what I'm saying? I'll get there eventually though. (laughs) (laughs) Or even in the sense, let's just not make it about running. Cause then, you know, like if all three of us were to like minister to youth in such a certain way, but we're all different Mm. in our giftings. We're all, different in our talents how you would talk to a youth is different than how i would talk to the people that you connect with are different the way that i connect with and and that's awesome you know that's beautiful Mm -hmm. we're supposed to be different we're supposed to have different giftings we're supposed to have these paths that intertwine but yet they are different right Right. and i think that's awesome and just don't compare yourself to someone else's success because your successes are supposed to be different right right very true yeah. And, you know, I think, you know, I'll just share this story and then I don't know if Rachel or you've got anything else to add, but um, failure 
you ha- uh, how do I say this? Go and in. Maybe you can. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I feel like you have to let failure happen. Mm. Like I don't, I don't feel like it just happens. I feel like you yielded, like you relented. Mm. You know, you I mean you're like, or I don't think relented is the right word. You relinquished. You're like, or whatever. You're just like, okay. You gave up. I gave up. Yeah. I throw in the towel. Um, when I was in high school, I ran track, and uh, I. Every, you know, I, I was, I was a little guy, but I was a fast little guy. And, uh, you know, I had this kid that beat me two years in a row. And then in the third year I beat him for state and I actually went to state in Denver. And if I won state, I was going to go to Hershey, Pennsylvania to run state track in Hershey, Pennsylvania. All the chocolate bars. Eat all the chocolate. Yeah. And I was really excited about it. I was stoked. And I went to the track meet down in Denver. And when I got there, they told me, they're like, your track shoes are, uh, they're illegal. You can't wear those. You can't run in those. And I'd been running in them all year and they had screw in, uh, whatever they're called. I forget the name of them now. Treads or whatever. Yeah. They had screw in spikes. Okay. And they were like, you can't have that. They said my spikes were too long and that made my shoes. So when the judges came around, they looked at everyone's shoes and they're like, your spikes are too long. And I was like, it's okay. I have other spikes. And so I changed out my spikes and they came back and they're like, no, that's not right. So finally I went to just these studs. And if anyone out there runs track, you know what I'm talking about. It's screw ins, but it just, it makes the sole of the shoe complete. Right. So you don't have holes. And so I put in blank studs and then the judge came back again. He's like, you can't even have screw ins aren't allowed at all. Those (laughs) shoes are, are not legal. You can't run with screw ins. Mm. And so I was like, Oh my goodness. And so, but I had made up my mind. I'm here to race. (laughs) Like I am racing. What do I have to do to race? And I had a pair of Converse pumps in my car. And so I went and put, I still remember them. They were black and purple (laughs) and I put on those pumps and I pumped them all the way up baby toward the tongue and they were nice and snug and I was feeling it. Oh oh, yeah. And, uh, and so, uh, you know, the, the gun went off and we ran and I got last, <laughs> but, but the point is, is I just, I refused like no yeah. matter what I'm here to race, Right. you know, I mean the desire is to win, Yeah, yeah. but ultimately I'm there to race. Yeah. You know, the outcome is going to be the outcome. Yeah. I'm, I'm here to race. And mm. you know, so I just would not let the judges, I would not let anybody else stop me from racing. Yeah. And I gotta be honest, it was super intimidating because I was a little dude and these guys were big. I mean, big runners. That's probably more of the reason I lost them my shoes. But anyways, uh, and so, but my point is, is the first challenge when they're like, you need different spikes, I could have just gave up. Yeah. You know, but no, I changed them out and they're like, no, those are still wrong. So I changed them out again. Then they're like, your shoes are wrong. See, and I think when we face challenges and we face adversity, instead of just throwing in the tower, we start, we need to start. Okay. How else that, can I go that about end this? road didn't work? Mm. Where else can I go? How right. else can I maneuver this? How else can I? Yeah. And I feel like we've done that in youth ministry, right? Right, right. You know, we come up against a wall and we're like, yeah. okay, this isn't the end. This is yeah. just a wall. This is just a challenge. How do yeah. we? How do we get around this? How do we get over it? Or how do we tear this sucker down yeah. <laughs> to get to the other yeah. side? Right. Um, regardless, we've got to push through. Yeah. And so I want to encourage somebody that's listening. No matter what the wall is, no matter mm. what the obstacle is, you know, just decide that failure's not an option. Re- first of all, revisit it with God. Yeah. Make sure you're on the right path. You're on the right course. And once you revisit, and because there are things that we, you sure. know, we feel like, okay, God's put me on this endeavor. Here we go. And it doesn't work out. You pull back and you're like, okay, what can I learn from that? Mm-hmm. You learn from it. Maybe God told someone to start a business. Yeah. And it didn't work out like you thought. 
Well, you pull back and you get with the Lord again and you decide, is, is this business, do I need to push through? Yeah. Or do I just close the doors and move on to the next thing? And yeah. that's totally fine. For sure. But you got to solidify that first. What's God telling you? Right. Right. Because there can be seasons, you know. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. There can be seasons and there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. And so you, you first revisit with God and you have a come to Jesus meeting. And then after you get direction, man, you just push forward yeah. and don't let anything stop you. And so... Uh, and I think that's good too. Yeah. Like we determine what is failure. Mm. You know what I mean? If I started a business and it didn't work out and I had to close my doors, I learned something. Yep. I didn't fail. I obeyed God. Right. It's on to the next one. There's right. success within it. There's somewhere. success in every. That's yeah. so good. Yes. There's success yeah. in everything. Yeah. Find the success in it and focus on that. The yeah. Bible talks a lot about that, right? Yeah. What is our focus on? And you focus on the you focus on the wins, mm-hmm. the lessons learned, and you take that onto the next project. Yeah. So that's, that's even the best way, as we talked about this podcast, I'm getting revelation. revelation. <laughs> that's the best way to look at it. Yeah. There is no failure. There right. is no failure. <laughs> um, and so I think that you, you go in with that mentality and then everything you put your hands to, just like the Bible says, will prosper. Mm. Love it. We always get to these awkward places. Like, how do we end? Well, I just feel like, you know, I was just trying to search it for a second, but I just feel like if we try to do anything else, we'll just take away with what was just said. I just feel like it, that was beautiful. That was beautiful. That was awesome. You're a beautiful person, (laughs) (laughs) I just want to say something real quick. If you have experienced failure, uh, you know, like, what are the steps? Like, crap, I just really messed up royally. Like, I don't Mm. know. Like, what do you do with that? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, Mm. what advice would you guys give? Like, if someone just realized, ooh, I really messed this up. I really messed it all up. I really failed. Like, and there's all this weight on your shoulders. Mm. What is your advice? I think the first thing would be what we just said. Find the lesson to be learned in that shortcoming. I'm not even going to call it a failure. Yeah. (laughs) Find the lesson to be learned, whether it's, Maybe you sinned and you're like, oh man, that was a huge failure. Find yeah. the lesson to be learned because when we find the lesson to be learned, we can make sure we don't have repeat behavior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so whatever that shortcoming was, find the lesson to be learned and learn the lesson so that way you don't make the same mistake moving forward yeah. so you don't get stuck in this six cycle carousel. So that mm-hmm. would be number one. Number two, understand no matter what how catastrophic it is, whether it's big or small, God is always with us Mm -hmm. and he's always a restorer of all things. So even if you have knowingly inside, man, I really missed the mark. Yeah. And let's even use the word failure. I really failed on this one. Yeah. The first thing we have to do, right, is come back to God. Yep. And be like, all right, right, I, Lord, and we've all done that. (laughs) How many times (laughs) we can't even count. A lot. A lot, right? And so I think that's always our starting place. Right. Like I talked about it last night in service. Like whenever it comes to, we looked at Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. Whenever it comes to these plans that He has for us, yeah. whether it's a lawyer, a doctor, a minister, mm-hmm. a janitor. Whenever we come to these plans, we understand the first thing in achieving that plan is we got to stick with Him. Yeah. So in the middle of a failure, lots of times the devil will use that as a tool and leverage to cause separation in our relationship with Jesus and us. Right. And so you have to be sure that you don't allow him to leverage that failure into you walking away from God. So the yeah. first thing, you come back to him, you know that God forgives us, you know that his love, <laughs> like going all the way back to the beginning with that guy in his eyes, now that your eyes are deteriorating, does God love you any less? <laughs> oh, I think that's an important revelation. No matter how many times we screw yeah. up, he never loves us any less. Yeah. Sure. 
the Bible says he never leaves us, never forsakes us. Yeah. He's perfectly consistent in his love towards us. Yeah. And so don't let that be a weapon or a tool that the devil will use to be like, God doesn't love you anymore. God's yeah. turned his back on you. Right. And so I think those are, and I'll let Cody, you know, share his thoughts, but uh, number one, what lessons can be learned and these aren't in any kind of order. And, but you and are saying number one. I am. <laughs> okay. Okay. So let me fix it. Let me fix it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. One, chill, chill, important. chill, chill. <laughs> right, right. The most important, but it's not really in order. <laughs> right. Number one, come back to God. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's number one. Always okay. number one. Always number one. In but the no mid- particular order. But this is in order. <laughs> Uh, that's if the most important If you go out thing. of order, this will not work. It will not work. This <laughs> is a two-step the, process. <laughs> uh, Finish your thought. All right. Sorry. You guys Sorry. won't let me. All Sorry. right. So, no, I'm kidding. Um, number one, whenever we feel like we failed or we missed the mark, we got to come back to him. Yeah. And then number two, look for the lesson within the failure. Cody, yeah. go. No, I mean, I, I don't know how to say it any better than that because that would be my, my immediate thought is to almost like go back. Uh, you know, within yourself and also with God and just be like, what did I do wrong? Right. Like, what what did I mm. not see in this moment? Um, you know, I think we even mentioned it earlier, like, talk to God and be like, how did, what did I miss? Yeah. You know, where was I not paying attention? Um, and then, you know, sometimes it's not necessarily directly on you. There could be outward right. circumstances, but at the same time, there is probably some, some, some sensitivity that we push down even in those moments. Like maybe we weren't supposed to be around those people in that moment who affected our decisions, you mm-hmm. know, or, or who influenced our decisions. And so even if it's not directly you that caused this mishap, there could have been circumstances or environmental things that maybe you just weren't supposed to be in those things. And there's some things that's like, we might not ever fully know the answer, but the lessons can still be learned. Yeah. You know, right. if For I sure. am in that situation again, even though I wasn't willingly putting myself there and I just happened to be there, maybe I should wear my seatbelt next time. You know, I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like there's right. just things, the lessons to be learned that we can find out by going to God. Yeah. And I would, I, I do want to throw this in the ring as well, because I feel like it does need to be addressed. And thank you, Rachel, for bringing it up. But if we have, done something, whether it was a personal decision or whatever it was that brought us to a place of seemingly failure. Mm -hmm. And maybe there was a byproduct of that, that Mm -hmm. is going to be a lifelong Mm. byproduct. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, let's say a child. Yeah. Um, we got into a relationship that maybe wasn't the right relationship or, you know, we kind of got things out of order, you know, and, and we got pregnant, you know, and we had a child. You know, you then what you have to do is you come back to God and you say, okay, I'm here because of whatever reason, X, Y, and Z, the things that I did, the choices that I made. Mm -hmm. But Father God, now I'm going to look to you to make this the best possible situation that you can. I'm now going to take this situation Mm -hmm. and do what you said. I'm going to put it in your hands and entrust you or entrust this to you. And so I'm asking you to make it the best that it possibly can be and all of his grace and all of his goodness, he will. And maybe something like, even like maybe you bought a house and you didn't pray about it. You didn't seek the Lord and it's not a good house. Yeah. Then you go to the Lord and you say, okay, I need your help. Yeah. And there's, and he is so gracious. Yeah. He is such a good God. He will perfect everything that concerns you. Yeah. But you got to come to him. Like you said, come to him with it and let him work. And he will work. Yeah. And it may be a process. Yeah. Maybe a year, maybe two years. But if you will stick with him, right. I said a word last night, I don't even know if it's word stick to itiveness. <laughs> oh, right. Right. I don't even know how to spell it, that. Right. It is now. But you you whatever was the outcome of that, mm-hmm. you need to have a stick to itiveness with God concerning that. Yeah. Let's go back to a business. Yeah. Maybe it's not working out the way 
you want it to or mm-hmm. how you envisioned it, but you know it's right. Mm-hmm. And it seemingly looks like failure. Mm-hmm. Well, have a stick to and be like, okay, we are sticking with it. God, I'm, maybe, maybe you misspent and you overextended yourself and the reasons it's not working is because of what you have done. Yeah. Well, then you just come back to him, you ask for forgiveness, and then you say, okay, Lord, let's work on this. Yeah. Let's make it beautiful. Yeah. How Let, can we fix it? Let's, let's fix it. Let's make it great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he will extend grace to you. He will give you all the resources you need. He will give you witty ideas. He will show you exactly the steps to take. Um, go back to the child situation. And maybe that is somebody that's listening. He will show you how to be the best parent yeah. sure. in that situation sure. to be everything that that child needs. Yeah. He will provide resources to help you with that. He is a good yeah. God. And so what you do is you take that situation that on its face looks like a failure, but you turn it around and now it's something that God is doing. Yeah. Right. Right. And you take it, what is the world might look as a loss and now you and God have made it a win. Mm. Right. And like, no, we're not going to, you know, this is not going to affect us negatively, but together with God, it's going to be beautiful. Yeah. That's so good. Um, You know. You know, it says in that verse, you know, God works out things for those that love him. Like, That's or turns things, you know, for good for those that love him. And I think sometimes we focus on the fact, like, God turns everything for our good, but it says for those who love mm. him. True. And with love, there's trust. Yeah. Right. You know, when you right. love somebody, right, you right. trust them. And yeah. so I think if you are struggling with something, you're like, things are just not turning out for good. Well, do you truly trust God in this yep. moment? Because if mm-hmm. you truly trust God then you love God and right. he will turn it for good. It might take some moments. It might take some time, but if you do the stick to stick to of it and you, and you fight for it yeah. and you fight for that with God, he's going to turn it for your good. Yeah. So even in your failure moments, if you stick to with it, just <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> crazy, you know, he's going to turn that situation for good. Not necessarily. He's going to always make something become not failure and this, but he's going to, make a lesson learned out of it or yeah. he's going to show you how right. to do it differently next yeah. time or whatever the right. case may be right the things will turn for good and there will be growth from it yeah and i think that's important too i know we're kind of really going long right now but that's also too going back to that you can't let the weight of that and the uh experience of that carry over into something mm-hmm. that's next yeah right Maybe it was a relationship that was unhealthy and it was bad and there was something produced by it. You can't let whatever happened there carry over into the next relationship Mm -hmm. in a negative way. Yeah. Right. You've got to get it's kind of like our relationship with him. When we ask for forgiveness, man, he washes as white as the freshly fallen snow. And here we are. We're starting over kind of that destructive thing Mm -hmm. or not deconstructive. Thank you. Deconstruct it. He he deconstructs it and you're starting fresh and anew. Mm -hmm. And so when you go into that next relationship, you got to start. You know, yeah. without all this right. experience from over here, you don't carry that over into yep. this. Really, you start there fresh and yeah. new, so that way God can make it what it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And so, even with like a business, or you know, I'll use an easy example at church. We have students on the praise and worship team. Maybe they feel led to step out and sing something on a Wednesday night, and they step out, and it doesn't pan out the way yeah. they, they envisioned it in their heart. Well, you can't let that negative experience affect the way you worship the next week. Right. Right. You know what I mean? You've got to come into that with a fresh heart, with a Mm -hmm. fresh set of eyes and say, I'm not going to let what I experienced last week be a hindrance from me stepping out this week. You can't let a bad relationship stop you from going into a new relationship. You can't let a a failed business stop you from 
starting a new business, mm -hmm. right? You can't. So we have to be sure that we let go of those weights, that we let go of those baggages, that we let go of that. And, and we come into stuff. All right. I'm, this is brand new. Yeah. Here we go. And tonight I'm going to hit it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Tonight is going to be awesome. Right. Love it. And, and, and that is going back to our original point. That is not having a failure mentality. Yeah. You're coming into each new relationship with the mentality of success, the new business with the mentality of success, the, the new night of worship with the mentality of success. We're going to do this. It's going to be successful because I'm not doing it alone. God is always with me. He's put this gift in, this ability, this talent on the inside of me to be a mom, to be a dad, to be a praise and worship leader, to be a business owner, mm -hmm. whatever it might be. And then you just step out like Peter did in faith and you allow God to make it all that it is supposed to be. Dang. Boom. Yeah. Failure is not an option, people. Right? It does not exist in Search your world. Search for the success with yep. God and everything that you do because success is with God. Amen. 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 Love you guys. Good. Oh, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing was so a joke. Close. So close. <laughs> so close. Uh, oh, my gosh. All right. We love you guys, you big potty heads. <laughs> yeah. Still looking for that name. Uh, Coffee talk. Okay. No. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> he said okay. We'll see you guys on the next one. Bye. Bye.